Why is it that some people seem to have all the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life? Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now here are your hosts, Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron and Michelle. Michelle and Aaron, the Youngs. Michelle and, and Pearson Aaron. Young. Michelle Pearson Young and Aaron, Aaron Scott, Scott Young. Young. Good to have you here with us. And uh, welcome, everybody that's watching on Facebook Live as well. So whether you're here on Voice America or watching on Facebook right now, we're glad to have you with us. Um, we have been, oh my gosh, we have been bumping all over the... I've been everywhere, man. Who? I've been everywhere. Thank you, Johnny Cash. I can't, I, that's it. I can't do the you go. Philadelphia, Oklahoma. I can't. It's too many words. But yeah, we've been, no. we haven't been all of them, but we've been a we lot of them. We haven't been to Philadelphia lately. No, but we had two weeks of, uh, of replays because we were in... Uh, we were traveling. We were in New York, and then we were in. Actually, we were in London for both of those, both the radio shows. Yeah, we were. We were flying into London, and then yeah, and then we were there. And so, um, anyway, we're we're back now, and we're excited to be back. And we just came from um, a really great. Actually, I came. I was. We were. You were at an event. I was at an event. We were at an event together. Yes. So we've been busy this last reverse that. We were at an event together, and then we went around. And we've been around some awesome people. We've heard some great stories. As opposed to the sucky ones that we're normally around. Yeah, no, there were like no suckers there. So, <laughs> God, this is horrible. I can't believe we're, this is uh, Unshackled and Cruel Life by Aaron and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, you know what? Everybody should know that I'm feeling a little contrary today. She's No, you're not. <laughs> okay, and okay. because because there's a video camera on us as well, I'm not punching him in the arm. Yeah, because so that was that. that was pretty bad. But anyway, so we here's just to kind of start the thing. First of all, let me just tell you, um, we were at a thing called the City Summit down in Los Angeles at uh, Universal Studios, and um, it was a great program put on by Ryan Long and his team, and um, unbelievable, cool, unbelievably cool people. And we got little brief moments with. People like Ashton Kutcher. Well, just these two were the brief moments. People like Ashton Kutcher. People exactly like it. it precisely and Ashton Matthew Kutcher. Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey. And many, many others like them. But we got to also, but those were like brief, like um, photo ops. Don't speak. Yeah, please, yeah, with Ashton Kutcher, they were like, don't talk don't to him. Don't say anything to him. Matthew them. McConaughey. So here's the difference. You walk up to Ashton Kutcher in the line, and he's like, He's like, like, look, of course, he's tall, so he looks down at everybody. But he's kind of looking down shyly, and he says, nice to meet you. Very polite. Nice really, to meet you. Really, really nice. And, and man, he yeah. seemed like a really cool, sweet guy, just kind of maybe really shy. I don't know. Yeah, he For, struck me as shy. Contrary to the, the character that we've most often seen him play on that 70s show, he seemed very shy and, and very, very cerebral. He's a yeah. big thing. Then you go, we went back, when we go to do the Matthew McConaughey thing, we come into the little uh, room behind the little curtain, really, where he is, and he's like, hey, I'm McConaughey. <laughs> it's, it's always, hey, I'm McConaughey. We said, hey, we're the Youngs. And he was real friendly, real chatty. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah. Super cool. Looking at owning his stuff. Yeah, he was, he was fun. So very different um, experience. But, but you know what's super fun about that? So, so that was it. I mean, you guys basically got the whole experience of that. But, but, and if you go onto both of our Facebook pages, you can see video of us interacting with both of those actors or at least, no, yeah. not with McConaughey. But anyway, but the funny thing is that it looks fantastic. I mean, we look super damn fancy. We look really fancy. and Super damn and fancy. And then also in our dress-up clothes, 
We were fancy that we were night fan- too. In all of our black tie stuff. Well, I didn't wear. A you black didn't wear a tie, but you wore a black dress, and I you did. looked. I want to say you looked really, really Thank pretty. You. And I was Thank super you proud of you. I felt pretty with you. And um, but the, beyond that, we got to meet some other interesting people. People like mm-hmm. Buzz Aldrin and Jack okay, Canfield. Okay, so, so I had to, my like least cool moment of my entire life meeting Buzz Aldrin. This is what happened. It was your least cool. All right, maybe not my least, my, my <laughs> you've public. Had, you've, there, we both have had a my, few times that were my not public our public least cool moment. Okay, I don't even know went, about this. So what was which it? Went, no, you were standing right there. So we're standing there, and I I got the feeling you'd met him before. That's the feeling I like to give people. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay, just so, chatting. We're chatting in the line. So okay, so this is what happens. Yeah. So I so Aaron says Michelle, this is Buzz Aldrin, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and I go. Seriously? <laughs> so yeah. seriously, are you, you know. is this old guy joking around with us yeah. here? No, is yeah, he really? No, is he I'm, really Buzz Aldrin? I'm a dork. That, he was. Um, that's but, a thing. But we get to meet a lot of great people on this. Yeah, and, and, and but the funny thing about Buzz Aldrin was we were. Um, if you guys know who that was, he's one of the first men to walk on the moon. It was the very first. Uh, you know, Neil Armstrong and, honestly, and Buzz Aldrin were the ones. Also, what I was thinking because he had this kind of interesting. Tuxedo on? Yeah, with like little rockets and right. But I just noticed that it looked a lot like a smoking jacket, and he's kind of old, right? He's lived a lot of life, and so it was like I I thought that um, Hugh Hefner, Hugh Hefner, who's dead. Well, he was with a busty blonde. He was. It would have actually been a. You'll notice that I said had come back to life for the event. Oh, you did say that. Yes, I knew he was dead. It was. It was one of those things where it could have been super (laughs) interesting. Well, anyway. Um, anyway, long story short on that was, um, we met a lot of interesting people and it was fun to be with folks, both watch them on the stage and then have some interaction sit there and be, 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 you know, have private conversations and get to know them. Some people that had been, um, influential on us as, a, as them as a public figure and getting to know them as a human now that, being. That was fun. For those of you who are the secret yeah, fans. Yeah, if you're fans of the secret, yeah, we, tell that story. We actually spent a good deal of time with Marie Diamond so from, from The Secret. If you ever saw the movie The Secret, um, you know, it's a whole bunch of different people. Bob Proctor's kind of the main narrator of the thing. And you see Jack Canfield, the chicken soup for the soul, mm-hmm. who was there and who we got to know pretty well, actually. Yeah. Um, but Marie Diamond is the feng shui lady with the European accent. And we actually spent, uh, I mean, she said, I mean, she specifically came because she and I had gotten to know each other in London. Mm-hmm. And she was, I was o- out doing a Harry Potter tour, so I didn't meet her. You weren't there at that breakfast. But then she wanted, she was only going to come to the fundraiser if she could sit at our table. And then you and Marie sort of spent a lot of time talking. Yeah, we spent the whole evening. We and spent. We went till almost till one o'clock in the morning. We left early yeah. and went and hung out, just the three of us, yep. for hours. And so. Um, she was awesome. Yeah, she was great. And, um, uh, but the point was she was, she was to me very similar. Her public persona and her private persona seemed very much the same to me. Um, I saw her in London, Mm -hmm. you know, she's the one of the key headliners there. Um, and it's always great when you meet people, you know, I was just, then I was recently, right after that, Michelle flew home, then flew back down to Long, or yeah, to Long Beach. Long Beach, for yeah. the. I like the Long Beach airport. You went to the Southern California Women's Symposium. S- for women's women, Symposium of Southern California. For International Women's Day. Yes. And you were a presenter there. Yes. And, um, that was fun. And then I went to a place called Secret Knock down in San Diego during the same time. And um, Greg Reed, who puts on Secret Knock, is another guy who's the same on stage as he is off stage. Um, and so... What, it's really interesting. We have these people that are famous or in, you know, in whatever their sphere is, they become famous. 
And it's interesting to see who's the same, you know, like Ashton Kutcher was very different, um, at least in a semi-real um, situation, the, the photo yeah, op. quasi-real. Versus, it's not like we were having cookies together. But versus being on television. I think the cookies would have made the difference. If we'd had cookies, I wonder if he would have eaten them I or if he'd he, been too busy. He might have been in a rush. Who's to say? You never know. So, um, but the point is that uh, sometimes people are, and, and so the question is, um, it's always interesting to me to find people that are the same or why they change their image for the stage or for whatever. Now, if you're an actor, your whole the whole idea is that you change your persona to fit the character. If you're a model, then you see some people that were models who like were just human oh beings. Oh my gosh, that was really interesting. So, so there were these women there and the summit was like speakers and you're sitting in chairs in a conference style. And there were, there were beautiful women, stunning women with just tiny little figures. And they were wearing for this summit, for this conference, they were wearing gowns. They were, and they, and pretty and fashion forward stuff, very fashion forward stuff. Like we can see your underwear and you, okay, meant, I'm so glad you, you said it, not that. me, because it was like to happen, yeah. that, that first one that I saw that you could clearly see her little, you know, little black stripe of underwear going across her head. Right. I thought, uh, she's the one thing, but, but that... what was super interesting about that was that, so there she was. And, and it was really funny because I think you commented and you said, Oh, what a beautiful gown. And, and she immediately was like, Oh, thank you very much. It's this designer. I wasn't sure how I was supposed to dress. And so she was feeling self-conscious, but what was interesting was to see her when she was on the red, uh, on the, um, the, red the red carpet. Yeah. When she was on the red carpet and she, I can't remember who she was getting her picture taken with, but all of a sudden this, you know, she's this, you know, Amy, woman who's just talking and all of a sudden she like boom like her yeah she like like boom she she like puts her head a certain way and she's like pulls her leg up and she's like putting the shoulder like a super fashion model and all of a sudden she'll I mean she looked like a different human or not a human at all it was really it was well, she looked like a human that. she looked like a she looked, human she looked like a model she looked like a cover girl or whatever she mm. looks like Whatever. Whatever. It was an odd look. I mean, it was it was odd to me, but I'm not like super fashion. Well, we don't really so. like ever do duck face or anything like that together. I like to do duck face though, so don't. don't Am I doing it. it wrong? Okay, but let's <laughs> talk about the point of this because we've talked about our like our travels and what we were doing. But well, the point of it was that um, there different people act certain ways in certain situations, and sometimes we do that whether we're in public, like I mean, like in in the public eye or I just out there. I would say we all do that. Okay, so we all we all have a face that we hide away forever and we take them out and show ourselves when everyone is gone. Okay, Billy Joel. Thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't know if you'd recognize yeah, that. Oh, but no, you didn't because it's a subtle one. Some are sat in the cave. No, so, what, like we, so what we were talking about, so I like to name our shows so that we have like a general theme and the name of our show is Think Games People Play. What what games are you playing and what, what is your outcome? So... Again, as I say every week, I'm reading a book. Yep. So tell us about the book you're reading so this I'm re- week. I'm reading a Michelle's book. Michelle's book report. My book, my book report for the week is uh, by an author, therapist, psychologist named Eric Byrne. Eric Byrne. Eric Byrne, B-E-R-N-E. And um, what he talks about is human interaction and boiling it down to what we do to get what reaction which feels a certain way to us. And what's really interesting is that everybody plays games. Everyone does. And they're, they've like named them, of course, because there's a, there's, you know, you can fit almost everything people so do. So like what are some games. names of a game? Do you remember? Um, 
Yeah, like like a like an overworked human. And this is again, it was back in the early '60s, so it's really sexist. Oh, okay. Which is not my fault that so they right. named it this. That's right. Let's just but go it's with called it. like if you're over busy and you're just like rushing and you're working and you're scrubbing and you're cleaning and you're doing all things for everyone. That's actually called housewife's knee. Housewives knee. Knee. K N E E. Yeah, and that one is about. I'm important because I'm overworked and I oh my need gosh, you to tell me. Oh my gosh, but don't we hear people all the time that say, oh, I'm working 14 hour days. Yeah. Like I haven't, I haven't had a break since, you know, January 7th. Right. And, and people get strokes for that. The yeah, strokes feel, might be like, wow, how do you do it all? And then, and then they, they go, oh, and it actually or has you're a, so, you're a so devoted. physiological you're so effect on us. The, yeah. we, we do those things to get the, the physiological payback. Um, another reaction is, Oh, you need to rest. You you really need to rest. Oh, it's and, not. It's not. Or it's not fair. You're, yeah. You're, you're, those people are taking advantage of. You. That's called ain't, ain't it a shame? That's a ain't it a shame? That's a different game. Oh, tell us about. Okay, so ain't it going. a shame is like sitting around like you you have your like group of friends that and you know what game you're playing based on the conversations that you're having with your friends. Hmm. So like if. If you're going to a dinner party and everybody's talking about how screwed up the government is. Oh, the government. The government. Oh, taxes. Oh, the president. Oh, yeah. Ain't it a shame? And that, Check that's out his like, hair. That's We're, like we could be happy if only, the whole world is only Donald Trump didn't win. Yeah. If yeah. Donald Trump is is the reason why everything so, in my life is bad. So those are actually, we're not going to get all political, my friend. No, we're I'm, gonna, I'm saying psychological but, but I'm hearing that constantly from people. It's It's all somehow this one guy, this one guy has become like, the embodiment and, and, of all of our trouble. Right, and that's that's which the, is insanity. That's an ain't it a shame game? Ain't it a shame? Uh, my life would be better. No, uh, there are some mm-hmm. people who are saying my. I mean, well, we really, actually, from a business perspective, a lot of people are saying it's because of Donald Trump that every that the stock you market's up. Always want to go no, on. But my point is, <laughs> no, but I no no no. But this is really serious. Um, to your point of this of this this fantasy of ain't it a shame or housewife's knee or whatever, to say that one individual. Whether or not you like them, that they're they they're somehow they have so much power that they're the cause for this economic boomer. They're the cause for economic strife, or they're the one who's made the country a joke. I mean, it's it's um, it's putting it's putting a lot of power into one individual's hands. Well, but it's what it's, what it's doing. So what it's doing is it's taking you off of the hot seat to be responsible yeah, for your own life. Yeah. You're not all of a sudden it's, it's a, I, I remember years ago back in, um, Bill Clinton had just been elected, barely been elected. And one of the things that he got the Congress to do, because he had full control of the Congress when he was first elected, he had the house, the Senate, and he was the president. And they put in a an estate tax that was retroactive to the year before. Now, it had never been done in the history of the country that they could put in a tax that went backward in time. And um, and I remember a radio commentators saying, it doesn't really matter to me how much the government tries to fiddle around with my money. I'm going to make enough money that I'm I'm going to be in enough control of my life and my business that I have the money. Even if they take 96%, screw them. I'm going to make enough money to, to live to, my to life. To live well on 4%. And I, and I always thought, oh, is that, that's a cool ad. I was a young guy at the time and I heard that and I thought, that's pretty cool. Instead of saying, oh, the government's taking all my money, 
I'm saying, I guess I'll because I'm going to live the way I want to live. I'm not going to let somebody else dictate my life to me. So, so when we're talking about personal games, that's somebody who wasn't willing to play the game. That was them. And and yeah, what's I'm interesting is that's interest. What's interesting about that is that's going to repel certain people. Certain people will be like, I don't want to have a conversation. That's not the conversation. You'll even be like yeah. shunned from certain circles. Yeah, they won't get invited to because, parties or because whatever. Because if and I know I I mean. I know that I haven't wanted back in certain circles. Like if I've been around women and all they want to do is complain about their husbands, yep. that's, 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 a drag that's an if only, or what is that? I can't remember the name of that game, but that's like, I'm not responsible for the quality of my life because I'm being repressed. And what's interesting is that people will connect to each other based on that. So not only maybe you are a repressed <laughs> yeah. housewife, but listen, yeah. not, maybe you are a repressed housewife, but Please understand that an overbearing husband or vice versa, you're a repressed husband with an overbearing wife, um, the, vice, the vice versa is true. He or she is providing an excuse for you and a safety net so that you don't have to do things that are scary for you. You don't have to take responsibility. Yeah, I mean, and we see that a lot. In I see it in business. We certainly see it in politics. We see it in religion, you know, where but if it's not done exactly my way, the way that I'm used to it, then it's wrong. So, but it's providing, this is providing a template for you. And so this is, this is why we're talking like about Like a today. script, right? It's this a script. is how I, this is how I this operate. Is how, this is how I believe the world is. And this is what I feel comfortable with in my discomfort. Right. So when you ask yourself, what are, what are my go-tos is, am I, am I a huge fan of ain't it a shame? That means that I'm not interested in what if I could. Ooh, is that a game? What if I could? No, that is that's that, the solution. That's going off script, man. That's going off. Okay, what that's if going, I yeah, could? Yeah, but what if I could? And that's <clears throat> I mean, those are the clients that are attracted to so, me because they're like, um, I think I'm playing uh, Ain't It a Shame, but I'd like to play What, what if, if I, I could? could? You know, it's interesting. I was just having this conversation with somebody, and they were they were talking about it was talking about being able to do I don't know if it was buying a house or it was something, and I tried I I was trying to give them ideas of how you you don't have to do everything well in my the way my uh, lenses work on the world you don't have to just be confined to however much money you're making if you want to do something else you say how can i make more money right not like oh i only have 11 like i have a thousand dollars that's all i have and so i have to pay all my bills and eat all my food and do all my entertainment out of the thousand dollars and my i just got always, hungry on a thousand dollars yeah my attitude's always um well, if I if I have a thousand dollars, I'm doing this now, but I need something else. How do I make fifteen hundred dollars, or two thousand, or a million? And what would that feel like? And what, and, and feel what, like? what are the where are the barriers? So what's that called again? Would you just call it? What if I could? Or what if I could? I just made up that. Get, it's probably an actual. That's going to be our new. Right now. We're going to put could? a sign up in our house called "What if I could?" What if I could? How would I do that? How would I do that? What What are some of the barriers? So you can know where you are on your script. You can know based on what kind of kinds of conversations are you engaged in. Okay, so when we come back in a few minutes, in just two minutes, we're going to talk about how sometimes this works in relationships and how we can start flipping the switch on that so you can get the results that you want to live an unshackled life. This is uh, Aaron Young and Michelle Pearson Young on the Influencer Network here on Voice America Radio Network. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. The Voice America Live Events channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Welcome back to The Unshackled Life. We have named our show The Games People Play, and our question to our listeners is, what games are you playing what what kind of payoff are you getting from those games, and what would you what how would it feel for you if you were playing? Well, what if I could? What if I could? Uh-huh. And how how would I how would that look? But anyway, what if I could? I really like the what if I could. Yeah. Is what if I could are, are those strong enough words? Um. Life yeah. Coach? Yeah. Because it's a question. It's, what a, if I it's could? a question. What 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 if I could? What, if what I would could? that feel like? What would that require of me? Instead of saying I can't afford to go on a cruise, what if I could? What if I could? Well, what would that look like? And and people might automatically you'll know the conversation you're having. Yeah. If well, what if I could go on a cruise? And people and and you're like. Fears might pop up immediately and go, well, I'd need to lose a bunch of weight before because I'm not ready to be in a bathing yeah, suit. Or I'd, I'd have to save for years. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I don't have that kind of money. That's, that's a, that's, you'll notice it's not bad when people think those thoughts. What you want to do is you want to pay attention and go, oh, look at those thoughts. Those are interesting. Well, what if I could? Well, I guess I wonder the if way those I are true. Start, is that a fact, a feeling, or an opinion? opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, we're going to use that a lot on the show. Is that a fact, a feeling, or an opinion? So it's people, people play, you know, people ask us all the time. We actually get asked probably at every single event we go to yeah. if we are 
going to teach a relationship workshop. Yeah, everybody wants, I mean, not everybody, many people the have asked The entire world. The whole, yeah, as a matter of fact, I can't keep my <laughs> inbox cleared. Everyone cares. Cleared. No, but a lot of people have asked. We get so a, we're going to bring that up. Um, because I've been thinking about that exact thing, and, and we've, you know, we've talked about it. We've talked, because people ask, we've talked about it. And, um, and I've been thinking a lot about that because, because different relationships require different um, personalities. What, what feels really good to us doesn't necessarily yeah, feel our, good. Yeah, our, our mechanism, our way of going wouldn't necessarily work for other people. Except for the part where our needs are being met. And, and yeah, that that's we, true. generally speaking, by and large, we're not playing games with each other. So games, so there, there, are, there are ways that we get what we want from other people. And when we come at it in a straightforward way, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like totally gonna, going to admit my like uh, idiosyncrasy here. Okay. But I've learned that it's not a game that I play. So one of my idiosyncrasies is, especially if I'm feeling unsure of myself or insecure, I will play what game with you? Three things you love about me. This is what I, I will Meaning, actually. She's saying, please tell me three things that I love about her. Yeah, I, I don't have to say the full thing anymore. I can she just says, go. Three things. Three things. Yep. How about how would you feel about? And he will know that that's what I want. So that's not a game because I'm looking for reassurance and I'm stating a need. Yeah, a, a, a direct need. What are some things you love about me? A game would be like. You know, I just feel like I let everybody down today. And then yeah, that you would, would be, feel compelled oh, to honey, go. No, you no. haven't let anybody down. You're awesome. Your scones were Your delicious. Your scones were delicious. They didn't look right, <laughs> but they were good. <laughs> so, so that's a story. That's part, a whole that's, other that's story. Actually, I was giving him crap about that again today, I believe. Yep. Yes. Because well, I you, made you scones know, and he criticized them. I did not. I did not criticize them. But what I did do is I I referenced something you else. You diminished them. The way that I Just did it. Just own it, dude. I, oh, I totally own it. The way I did it was absolutely diminishing, even though they were quite delicious. They were delicious scones. Yes, they were. They? Yes, they were. So the point is that we we actually meet people. It actually took me making scones to realize. <laughs> <laughs> that the scones I was making didn't look like the way I thought they were supposed to either. And then I got very humble about that. So I apologize. Make your own now. scones next time, dude. I did. And I will. And they're easy. Scones are easy, by scones the way. Scones are easy. Okay. It's, but that's I know you can cook. Okay. Bake. So maybe. here's, I so here's the point. A, maybe that cluster. was a problem. <laughs> hey, so here's the point. Are you guys still there? Cause we're just talking. We interact other. with people. In, to get a specific result. And honestly, we eradicate people from our lives or we don't invite them in mm. if they're not willing to play the games like that we, we want to play. Meaning we don't invite them in or we drive them away or we just don't ever even try to get them in. All of those things. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, so, yeah, because so if I believe- you're finding that in your relationships, nobody in my relationship appreciates me, you get to be the driver of your car. You know, it's your, not your fault per se. We're not looking for fault here. We're looking to put you back into control. And if everyone in your life takes you for granted, that's a scenario that you've set up because you actually get a physiological response from it. So, okay. So you mean if somebody is saying, no, this is guys, this isn't, this is me thinking out loud here, questioning. So you're saying that when, if somebody says nobody in my life appreciates me, my whole life, nobody appreciates me. So is that, so the question is, is it because they really don't appreciate you? In other words, you've invited a whole bunch of people who don't give a damn about you. Or is it because your perception is nobody appreciates me uh, because that's, you you like to say that. So people come back and say, oh, no, we do appreciate it's you. It's both of those Which things. one of those? I mean, it's, what is it's it? It's both of them. It's, it's all the scenarios. Because what we do is we meet people and if they fit our dance. Yeah. 
then then we go, oh, let's continue the dance. But if they do, don't know the same steps we know, right. or we're not we're not comfortable with being appreciated all the time and just owning our own space, then then they're not that we don't. Okay, so what do we do? So how do we deal with that in a like? So it's one thing if I'm talking, to, if I meet somebody somewhere, and then I and they, you know, and I hear them say, nobody in my world appreciates me, right? Well, then so I, the first I, thing you don't do. Are you ready for the first thing you don't do? Sure. You don't go. That's not true. Because I wouldn't. Oh, that's yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I'm not just picking on you. I am picking on you, but I'm not only. We're picking encouraging you. others to go. That's not true, because then <laughs> they're actually, say, you don't even appreciate what I'm it's saying. It's crazy making. <sighs> it makes people crazy when you say no. Your reality isn't reality. Okay, but here's the thing. So if I meet somebody new and they tell me that, um, I can coach them or whatever. But the odds are, I'm probably going to think to myself, I don't know that I want to hang out with this person. Right. Right. So they've already different scenario as a coach. You have to try to help them. But what I'm saying is if I just meet them. Okay. But if I just meet them, (laughs) I may go, that's not somebody I want to hang out with. Exactly. It's because they don't dance the same. But what happens if it's in relationships that are not so easy to get distance from like family relationships, all of a sudden somebody has decided that's going to be their script. I mean, that's, that's what they're going to do. So what you do is you stop dancing the dance. Okay. So, so if somebody, okay, so let's work that out. So if, if you say, or if I say to you, yes, I don't know, nobody, you know, I work my butt off. I try so hard and just, it doesn't seem like anybody appreciates me. What would you do? With you? Yeah, with me. I would say, well, I would first say, wow, that, that doesn't feel very good, does it? N- no, it does not. It sucks. Right. But okay. So the, <laughs> did you know the number one way to make somebody feel loved is to hear them? Okay, so Michelle, so let's role play it real fast because we're talking about relationships here. So if we say, okay, I say nobody appreciates me and you say that doesn't feel very good. I'm going to say no, it doesn't. So so I would ask, is the fact an opinion or a feeling? Well, it seems like a fact. I mean, I work so hard and nobody ever tells me that I'm good or awesome. So or- no, one, no one ever tells you? Well, you tell me sometimes. Ah. Right. That's okay, the direction that we these go. These are the tools we're trying to share. But these little... are, yeah, but, but ask, is that a factor in an opinion or a feeling? It just feels like no one appreciates me. Okay. Yeah, it feels well, like that's so. Fair. If no one, if it doesn't feel like people, how do you feel appreciated? Asking the Ooh, question. Love language stuff. Yeah. What are, yeah. So what does make you what feel appreciated? What would you like? I'll tell you what, I learned this from raising teenagers. They would come in and they'd be like, mom, you made me so mad. You embarrassed me in front of my friends. I never said I did it on purpose, but sometimes, you, you did. know, you did who can did. blame me? Yeah. Anyway, so so they'd be like, you know, you embarrassed me. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. And they'd go, yeah, but you did. And I'd be like, but I didn't mean to. And they're like, yeah, but it doesn't matter what you meant to do. You embarrassed me. And then I would ask them this. So I hear what you're saying. I can't fix this. What do you want to have happen now? And do you think they liked that res- that response? Oh, no. Teenagers don't like anything. No. What do you think you should have now? You should <laughs> you, never do it again. What do you want to have happen now? If, if they said, they would say to me, you can't fix this. Please. And I'd be like, and, and if they were really, like, really adamant about this, I'd be like, well, okay. I know I, what I'm hearing is I can't fix this. Does this mean we're not going to have a relationship anymore? And then, then they'd get really mad. Of course it doesn't mean that. And I'd be like, okay, since we're going to have to move past this really horrible thing that I did where I sang in front of your friends 
and I teased you with your nickname, then what is it that we, how can we move forward and nurture this relationship? And usually it would, it would end up that we'd get a few things and they'd harumph off to their rooms. Right, right. But I wasn't going to dance a dance, a dance, like a victimization dance would be like, I'm so sorry, honey, what can I do? I'm, I'm a bad human. I'm a bad mother. I'm a bad father. That's all games, right? But getting to your outcome. So. Because the whole goal here is to have, have relationships that are honest relationships and where even if you don't like something, you can just say what you didn't like. Right. You can also make a choice if there's enough stuff you don't like to say, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Right. You just back out. And you don't, by the way, FYI, you're not obligated to stay in sucky relationships, just so you know. If you're going to become an unshackled person, if you're going to have an unshackled life, you're going to have to be able to be you. And you know what's really elegant about that? So what's really interesting, a friend said this to me years ago. I, I was saying, you know, I've cut this these people out of my life and I feel so much happier now that they're not in my life. And But there was always an element of guilt in the, that was behind that. When I would say that, I'd be like, ah, that feels bad to me. Like, like I just why am I driving people out? Or maybe there's something wrong yeah, with me. Yeah, or, you know, I, I should forgive and forgive and forgive. And, you know, and, and she said to me, well, they're happier without you in their life, too. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, and at they're first probably I was happier, like, too. And first I was like, rude. Who wouldn't want this in their life? Yeah, who wouldn't want this girl? <laughs> but it's true. Cause but it is true. Because you don't have the dissonance. You don't have the, the, the lack of harmony. You People want to be around people who believe the same way they do. Right. And as soon as you don't, as soon as you don't, then it, it challenges the relationship. You know, we, we um, as as we've talked about before, we decided to exit the church that we both grew up in about three years ago or something. It's actually been longer than that. Has it been really? Yeah. Anyway, but when, when we backed out of that situation, even though we still loved the friends that we'd made and all, it's, it, it was absolutely obvious that by us backing away from that the organization, our friends thought, oh, well, are you judging me? Are, well, first of all, we're worried about you. We want to rescue you, which was just nothing but sweet. And also, I mean, it was a it was a kind, generous thing. But also, like, what does this mean now? How do we interact with each other now? If we're no longer reading from the same sheet of music, I don't think we can be friends. Like, how do I, I and most, not all, not remote, not all, but a lot of those friends or those relationships have completely disappeared. Dissipated, yeah. Yeah, the only the ones that were really close friends have have remained. And in those situations, it was more like, hey, you know, the, your life is your life. You do you. We love each other and let's be friends forever. And and um, this doesn't define what it is. But I'll tell you what, um, this last political election, I mean, it was like a, I've, I've been watching the country. I'm old enough now. Um, I'm not going to comment on how old Michelle is because she's a lot younger I'm than 50. me. I'm not a lot younger All than right. you are. I'm three years, years, three years younger than me. But. I've watched the country become more and more and more uh, polarized, you know, to where there's, it's almost, I mean, look at the last several elections have been almost 50-50, red or blue, right? I mean, it's not like there's not a big lopsided way the whole country's going this so you, way. You always head toward, um, toward politics, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not really sure what you're saying. Like, bring it down to a point. What I'm saying is, is that um, people have become so polarized by the way um, they think by the way the media feeds the, the the pablum the medium gives us to where we don't have to really know anything anymore just the sound bites. What does this have that, to do with games? Well, because I'm saying people you you almost can't be you you can't be um, a conservative and really hang out with a lot of liberals very easily. 
You just that's true. It's it's hard to be at a dinner party or whatever and have any kind of a conversation that even even sort of moved towards politics. We, we had that experience in New York. We had brunch and yeah, we did. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it was in that just a little group of and it was very respectful. It was all everybody was very yeah, respectful. Everybody was they, cool. They, you could feel the tension. Oh yeah. In. But let's talk about okay. So we're talking but about a, an unshackled. But that's a game. Life. My point is, people. That is a game. If you can't if you can't communicate, there's there's some kind of weird game going on. If the, the more we're so stuck in our own thoughts and beliefs to where we can't listen and understand more, um, it's um, it really is we're missing out on living a big unshackled life and an interesting life. I was very, very committed to the idea of capital punishment. Right. And I wouldn't even talk, I would get pissed off at me, at you or anybody else that said, oh, capital punishment is wrong. I thought you are the stupidest person. How can you believe <gasps> that? No, not you. But I mean, I really was angry about like, of course. And then you took me to see Sister Helen Prejean, you know, of uh, Dead Man Walking. Mm-hmm. And my, my whole perspective changed in an hour and a half because I didn't know enough about the topic to have an informed opinion. And when I got a more informed opinion, I thought, oh, guess what? I think I've been reading from the wrong music. I tell my clients all the time, your superpower is curiosity. Going, oh, I'm, I'm curious. Everyone right? is. Everyone's superpower. Everyone's superpower. I don't know if you're talking about me or if you're talking about just no, staying ev- curious everyone. is a when, superpower. When people, when people stay curious, when people are are interested in going, hmm, I wonder, okay, so I see that you have an opinion. I see that you feel really strongly about that opinion. I wonder, tell me about that. And the, and the same, so again, going back to games people play, somebody walks in and says, you know what, if if you didn't like hold me back, I could have been a contender. Is that? <laughs> I could have been a contender. Well, I actually just like used two different movies for that. I I used. Uh, what was the one you hold me back? What is it? Uh, well, no, I I, I could have been a great proficient. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that, uh, yeah, it's a Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice, and then I could have. I could have been a great kid. proficient had I studied. Had I studied, <laughs> so so I, I was. I would have been great if I'd ever studied it. Yeah. That's so freaking so, hilarious. So having an excuse, having you know, having a dialogue about why you can't or why something is it, you will know the games you're playing. When you're when you recognize when you're putting off blame, when you're trying to get feedback, when somebody when you need yeah, somebody. Yeah. And honestly, you want to know one of the games I used to play? What? Well, so Housewife's Knee. Again, please Housewife's don't, Knee. Don't shoot the messenger. I would get so sick about once a year. About once a year I would get so sick that I'd have to be hospitalized. And I was legitimately sick. And when I was asked, what is that doing for you? I actually got mad because I was like, well, it's helping me to breathe. And obviously yeah, I need it was to breathe. As, it was asthma really. It was you asthma. Couldn't, you couldn't you can't, when you can't breathe, you can't breathe. But what was happening, what that was doing for me was that I didn't have permission in my own bones to stop when I was tired, to to give myself a rest. I didn't, I didn't feel worthy. And so I couldn't bring myself to rest. And so I ended up pushing myself to the point where I hospitalized myself. So asking yourself, what's, what's my dialogue? What am I saying to myself? And, and really looking at that and what looking at the relationships, if you've got like everyone in my world does this, then you know, you're playing a game and it doesn't mean you're at fault. It simply means that there's a better way to do it, a better game to play. Yeah. Guys, um, you can, you can create a life by design. You can go to Michelle Young Coaching and and sign up for her free program called Twenty One Day Life by Design. Yeah. And what what will they get for that? What what, what will that help so them with? Every every day for twenty one days, you get an email and it's inviting you into being conscious, making conscious decisions, being being a creator 
in your own world. And and so it's 21 Day Life by Design. You can go to michelleyoungcoaching.com and and sign up for that. And it's it's an interesting way to begin a conversation with yourself. It's a like a, it's a game free zone. There are no games here. It's just a matter of just living, creating, and, and, being in the and, driver's seat. And have people gotten good results from that? Yeah, well. I mean, seriously. Just yeah, get, absolutely. Just, just real quick. We've only got a few It's more seconds. fun. I mean, and that's what, when we talk about the unshackled life, we're talking about free your, free your mind and the rest will follow. We're quoting movies and Free songs. your mind and the free rest will follow. Free your mind and the so rest people will have, follow. People, oh, nice. Thank You're you. You're welcome. And uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so, so people, you've had lots of people sign up for this, lots of people that-, that And go, I love that and they, program because and it, be, it's it, a, cre- it creates joy and that's what we're doing. Unshackle yourself. Yeah, but by living a life that's life you want, not the life that somebody else has told you that you can have or that you qualify for. So with that, we're going to run over to a break. We're going to be back in about two minutes here on The Unshackled Life with Michelle Pearson Young, Aaron Scott Young, and um, this is Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. Hey, guys, we're back. Aaron and Michelle here on The Unshackled Life Show. And, you know, a big part of living, and before I get right back into the next, this last topic, the last uh, little segment we've got here, um, I made a comment before that, that said, um, you don't have to be stuck in the rut. You can, you can expand out on what you're doing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to tell you folks, there's, there are ways, like, I, I remember, um, I remember one guy who, who, um, he was (laughs) living to, to watch him. He looked like, the like a huge loser actually you know um wow he, his, you're harsh. He, he had all these five kids living in his mom's basement you know um the family all was kind to each other and loved each other but this guy was always like you know just i mean broke 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 and 
And I remember that he was always searching for the right thing, the right vehicle that would get him. And he refused to to switch gears and and not pursue the, the sort of business that he loved. And finally, one day, uh, he found the right vehicle. He took off. And next thing I knew, he was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month for many, many, many are, years. Are you thinking... Are you referring what I'm to saying is okay. what I'm saying is is that sometimes you have to be dedicated enough to your goal to to not listen to all the all the comments. We've been talking about games and the way we allow people into our lives and the way that we'll act based on the people around us in our life and the way we sort of um, try to live up to somebody else's image. And I'm just saying sometimes if you're really sure that you know the the thing that drives your you know at a DNA level. Sometimes you have to just stick with it, even when things are tough. And even when the world looks at you and says, what the heck's wrong with you? You know, because maybe you are onto something that other people don't know about. And that's when you have to cut people out of your life who are going to pull you down. You need, you do need, you need some realists in your life. You need accountability partners, but you also need cheerleaders. Absolutely. And, and you have to be the greatest, your own greatest cheerleader um, you don't, or, or you, learn how I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, challenge or, me, challenge or, me. or learn how to be your own best cheerleader. I mean, yeah, the truth yeah, yeah, is yeah. that a lot of us have, a lot of us have, um, inner dialogue that, and that's what creates these games that people play. A lot of us have the inner dialogue that where we're not our own cheerleaders. And honestly, the truth is that it sounds real. It sounds saying, I will never forget. I was telling the story in a group the other day. Um, when you were in jail, yep. I, I went prison. to, I was in prison. Sorry, I'm sorry. I did, I Jail's like county. I was in the federal prison. I, right. You're an actual badass. I am a badass. Mm-hmm. Supposed to be super so, okay, when you were that. in the federal prison <laughs> camp. Ah! Yeah. Hey, hold on. I'm, I am. Federal prison. Okay, you you had movie class. Well, they had You that, sang in a band. Wait, wait, hold on. They had movie class in, behind the wall, too. Here's my know. point. You know who came to the place with the movie class? Somebody who'd been behind the wall for like 15 years. He was and like, he, I haven't seen the movies. He wanted to get it. He wanted to get it. No, they hadn't been having it, and he talked him into it. So anyway, Here's thank heaven for Eric. So he got to go to Camp Fun and Games, Yeah, that I was, like to think of it. She does. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I sure hope you get to visit someday. No, not really. What a hateful thing to say. How bizarre. Well, because you called it fun and games, and I called it miserable pain. I had a point. But that was the and script I was to trying it. to make. I was trying to, cool. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thank you, Betsy, for saying <laughs> I am a badass. Let's be super clear. Okay. Yeah, that's the quote. Okay, back to the show. So the reason that it um, matters that <laughs> we have – okay. No, you just gave me the glare. I, I just – I'm just – I saw that. I'm going to be quiet now because I shouldn't have been teasing so much. Okay. Go, though. Go. I'm not, you know what? Let's like redirect this. Let's start again. Let's start again. Okay, let's Why, do Because you had a specific topic that you wanted. No, I liked where you were going because you said to the group the other day. I was telling a group the other day that while you were in jail, it really felt, it felt real to me when you were in jail that like the, all of the best parts of my life were over. And it felt real to me. And the reason that I brought that up is because talking about having partners, having people being interested in changing and then getting like-minded souls is I went to somebody and I said, here I am, I'm 39 years old. And it's clear that the best parts of my life are over. And that felt real. 
I remember very vividly feeling like I, I don't know how this isn't real. And somebody reflected back to me. You had a lot of evidence to believe that. Somebody reflected back to me, that's depression and circumstances mm. speaking. And even though I couldn't feel it, I just trusted this person enough to go, okay, I don't feel it. It doesn't seem real, but I'm going to trust that I'm not seeing things that are real. I'm seeing things that are not quite yeah, I'm seeing because, them not quite right. Every one of us does this. So when we when we look at our lives and we go, hey, um, you know, no one in my life appreciates me or I'm just a loser, that can feel real. I mean, some of you listening might think to yourself, oh, you know, if they only knew that these were the circumstances of my life, they would know that for me it's different. And it feels real. But getting getting somebody that you respect, getting somebody that's in a position to be able to reflect back to you in a healthy way, somebody that's not in the middle of the game with you, can help you see, oh, and what if I could? Yeah, you know. What if it could be different? So I just saw a thing. I mean, sometimes our circumstances suck really bad, right? I mean, legitimately right. suck. Right. Like are really, really bad. And I would say that the prison time that was um that legitimately sucked it would have been and you were 39 i was 39 i turned 39 Gosh. and then 40 that year that was young anyway it was really young no i, I just when you said that it kind of hit me like hard like that's you've been going through that how for like four years dealing with it we were pretty young going through that so the we, point were. Is, we were young so so but what do you do so okay so you said I felt like the best parts of my life were over. That I was just like, get old and die. And and outside evidence, and nobody would have argued. Bad. Nobody would have argued with you that fortunately, you are really in a sucky spot. Yeah, fortunately I had somebody reflect who, back and go, this is circumstantial. So who, I mean, you don't have to name their name, but like, was it a coach or a, a I, therapist? I saw or, a therapist, yeah. So I, was, therapist. I was like, yeah, this is, I feel bad. This is bad. So what do we say to people when we say, okay, um, you, you Yes, what you're going through is no questions about it is tough. Right. Regardless, see, regardless of whether or not other people might think it's tough, if you think you're going through a tough time, you are exactly right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's if you're if you're suffering, you're suffering, and you're the authority on you. But getting somebody outside of yourself, and again, and saying it out loud to her was like, okay, I can. I can see, but, and that was my point is that I went to somebody and I said this out loud. So maybe your game is, I am completely overwhelmed right now. And, and this is feeling bad. Now that's actually, um, one, another game that people play. And these, these are the clients that don't come to me and it's the yes, but game they come and they go, Mm. Hey, you know what? I've got a problem. I need your help. And, and, you know, and, and you're pulled into the game and you're like, okay, I'm happy to help you because your role is helping. Listen, listen, let's hear and see how we can solve this. So, um, helper person might go, all right, well, you know what? I've been through that problem before and these are the things I use. And they'll go, oh yes, but you don't understand that that wouldn't work for me. And that's actually a game people play. Every single one of us listening to this knows that game. We've all been in that position pulled into and, and, um, and, and there's a payoff for both parties, (laughs) right? There's the helper person. Nobody ever listens to me as another game. 
Yep. Yeah. But if you don't play that game, I actually played that game with somebody. There's a woman that came to me and and I was the head of the women's organization. And and she said to me, oh, my my life is so bad. My life is so hard. And 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 the Mormons don't understand me, but the Methodists do. And and my job, I could tell I could tell that my job was to go. No, the Mormons Mormons love you, too. Mormons want you. Mormons need you. And what I said was, well, maybe you're better off with the Methodists. And I never heard from her again. Is that right? Yeah. As soon as you stop playing the game as soon as I and we all do that and if we don't get the information that we want we don't get the feedback that we want but he, but here's here's the interesting thing about playing games is that there is actually a physiological uh, you see, okay, payoff you, that we get so you've said that a few times so what is the physiological payoff? it actually either like enervates our um our spinal cord because remember what's innervate it energizes. It gives, oh, okay. it, it, like, gives it life. Okay. So I say, oh, I'm overworked. And somebody says to me, oh, you shouldn't oh, poor work baby. so hard. And my spinal cord is like, oh, mm, delicious. Ooh, I just got good. what I want, right? Somebody gave me a and nice... And so if, if somebody doesn't play the game with me, in order, if somebody says, hey, you're probably better off with the Methodist, <laughs> then it actually shrinks your spinal cord, not against the Methodist or the Mormons. Because you didn't get what you wanted. Because you, you didn't get the stroke that you were looking for. So here's the thing. You might be saying, well, I need to play the game then. And the answer is there's a much bigger payoff when you stop playing games and get into the driver's seat of your car. So mm. when you stop being a victim or a, the hero that has to come in and save the day, right. when you stop the games and, and you look at it and go, are these facts, feelings, or opinions, then you, if you, then you look at it and you go, okay, I, the, that's an opinion. I think what I would love to have is this, or if I can, it's not a game when I go, you know what I need from you is to, to have you tell me why you love me. That's not a game anymore. Cause everybody's clear on the rules. I say, Hey, I would like a stroke and you go, okay, I'm happy to make you feel good. I'm happy. Yeah, to it's not a game. It's part, of, it's part of our relationship. It's a positioning. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's how, it's how we meet each other's needs. Right. Uh, the, the difference is you can go out and function all the time on a high level even without that. Right. Right. And but you don't wait around and say, no nobody payoff. ever, nobody ever tells me anything good about myself. You don't wait around or, or do it in a way that is um, passive aggressive. Right. It's a straight up thing. I would like you to tell me something now. And then I go, okay, cause I can go on forever about those things. And so the, then we just do it. You get what you need. Um, I get to be a good husband. Mm-hmm. I, get to, I get to keep living out that. Nice to be back. Thank you. And all is well. So we have about three minutes until we're done. We have, all about, right. we have only three minutes left in the show. We've had a lot of people. We've had several really nice comments and people are, uh, if I had a magic wand, I would love. What, how, how do you use that's that? A, that's a brilliant way to circ- circumvent a game. To say, so I feel, let's say I feel, um, I feel unappreciated. Okay. So you're feeling, you're feeling unappreciated. I feel unappreciated. And, um, and instead of me saying, no one ever appreciates me. I work so hard and, and, you know, nobody ever, nobody ever notices. I, to say, if I had a magic wand. Would you say it to yourself or to somebody else? Both. Okay. If I had a magic wand, um, I would feel, I would feel like I'm contributing in a meaningful way. That would be, that would be circumventing the, um, that game of going, oh, because the payoff for that game is, oh, you know, you are appreciated and there's this underlying thing and you'll know it's a game because it doesn't feel very good. It feels like, you know, smoke and mirrors. It feels like a trick. So if you're, if you're by yourself, 
and or, or, or you're with you're feeling unappreciated. You're in there cleaning the kitchen. You're working your butt off. You're you're making all the food, right? And and everybody else is watching TV. Right. That's right? A, that's a game that it, unless you sit could because the cool thing is that you're working your butt off and everybody's sitting in there, and it's not a game if you're like they're doing that and I would rather have a clean kitchen and I want to go in and clean the kitchen. That's not a game. That's meeting your needs. But if you're in there and you're like nobody ever helps me. That's a game. And they might even play the game back and they'll be like, I don't want to play, you know, I don't want to clean the kitchen. Then that's, you know, and you're like, oh, I asked for help and they didn't do it. So when you're not willing to play the game anymore, it means you're not willing to mess up the kitchen anymore. You're you're um, unwilling to to uh, clean up alone. Somebody else can do it. You're like, hey, if nobody's going to help me, then I'll pay somebody to do well, it. How about this one? That's stopping playing the game. And then we get to be interested in something different. And there's also the one that's, seems maybe self-evident, but um, you say, hey, I would like you to come in here and help me clean the kitchen, right? In other words, instead of just being in there going, I always get stuck with the mess, right. you have to say, hey, I'd like a different I'd like a different circumstance. I'd like a different outcome because because uncomfortable games are um, familiar and and we can get sucked into them because it's what we know. But but there's a much bigger payoff. So so if you so we talk about the unshackled life. Mm-hmm. And in order to really to do the things you want to do, you have to think different thoughts. So ask yourself, am I caught in a game that's not really giving me what I would love to have? This is unfulfilling, even though I get my strokes. And if so, what would I love it to be? If I had a magic wand, what would I do with that? It's if you want an unshackled life, you have to unshackle your mind, and a game is a shackle. Okay, so you guys, so there's some things to think about. Stop playing games, or at least identify the games that you're playing. Or choose a different game. Yeah, choose a different they're, game. They're positive or games, too. different players, I guess. Sometimes um, different players. So uh, as we wind down, I just want to make sure everybody knows, um, May, you should write this down, May 17th, 18th, 19th, in San Diego, California, is the Magnify Your Wealth Summit that my, my company, Lawful Associates, puts on. Magnify Your Wealth Summit. So if you're growing a business, if you're, um, if you have, you're already like a real estate investor, you already have money, and you're trying to say, how can I even leverage and, and play a bigger game? If you want to live a bigger, broader, more unshackled life, and you want to be around a bunch of other people who are doing great things out there, uh, in the world, whether it's investment or, or running companies, I really encourage you to find out about Magnify. I'm sorry. Yeah. Magnify your wealth. And you can go to grow in 2018.com grow in 2018.com uh, and check it out. And if you want to get a discount code to buy tickets, cause we're not in early bird anymore. Um, send us a, send me a message at Aaron at Aaron Scott Young. And we'll make sure that you know about that. And if you're interested in having a conversation about, hey, I'd like some new games, Michelle, you can email me at michelle at michelleyoungcoaching.com. And I'd love to have a conversation with you about okay, that. Okay. And I think we're out of time. So there's 21 Days Life by Design mm-hmm. or Michelle Michelle Young Coaching. Anyway, guys, reach out to us. Let us help you any way we can uh, to live a more unshackled life. So that's the end of the show. We're done. Thanks for joining us. Okay. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Unshackled Life. Be sure to join the unshackled owners, Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week.